Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you can keep up with every single time we upload an episode. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 17 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and I really appreciate that. So before we even dive deep into this episode, y'all know I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit, so let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for letting me come on this platform another day. I thank you for all the viewers that are listening. I thank you for the increase. I thank you for the knowledge. I thank you for the wisdom, Lord. I pray that through this episode that the listeners are blessed and they learn their true worth through this episode. I pray for acceptance and I pray for guidance and I pray for strength as I get through this episode. And Lord, I ask for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I welcome my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the hot and low portion of the episode. So remember, if you would like to submit your own high and lows to the podcast, you can do those by DMing us on either Instagram, Facebook, or Send them to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the show. And also remember, if you want prayer, but you'd rather be kept anonymous, that is totally fine. Just let me know and I will pray for you in private. So I did get three submissions this week and I want to thank you ladies so much for submitting. It does mean the world to me. So the first submission comes from Bond with Christ, my sister Alexis Bond over on Bond with Christ. Be sure to follow her YouTube channel if you don't. But her high for this week is she's grateful that God has her in his hands. And she also submitted a low as well. She needs prayer with trying to be perfect, fear, and doubt. And sis, I just want you to know you are not alone. I am a recovering perfectionist. I put that on my vision board for this year, and I'm trying to get over that thing. You know, I know I'm not perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. So just keep telling yourself that, and you got this, girl. And fear, y'all know that is something that I'm currently working through. Fearless is my word for the year. So I'll definitely keep you in prayer on that. And as far as the doubt, know that God created you for what he designed for you to do so whatever you're doubting yourself in if God told you to do it you can do it but I will definitely keep you impressed and my other high submission for the week was Miss Shara Latisse I think that I'm saying that right let me know and uh, correct me down below if I'm not but she is thankful for the peace of God and let me tell you that peace of God that surpasses all understanding there is nothing like it I know girl so I'm so grateful that you have the peace of God in your life and I pray that it remains 
forever. And then I do have a low from my girl, Miss Daily Dale. Her name is Official Rondell Martin on Instagram, so y'all be sure to follow her. But y'all keep her in prayer for more peace, joy, and clarity. I definitely will add you to my prayer list, sis. I am in agreement with you, but I know that you got this. All right, so that's all the submissions that I have for this week. Remember, if you would like to submit your own high and lows, you can always do that by submitting them to us at either Instagram, Facebook, or email. I'll be sure to put that information on the screen for you. So I want to go ahead and move into my high and lows for the week. I have an amazing high and it's all thanks to y'all out there. I currently have 900 subscribers. I think it's over 900 at this point and I am so grateful for God because I know that it's all of him and I want to thank y'all so much for subscribing and holding it down with me. It means more than y'all know. I started this podcast back in 2019 and there was a point in time where it was just my mama watching. So to have almost a thousand subscribers means so much to me and it also shows the promise of God coming true. So on the road to a thousand now, so grateful and share, share, share. Tell a friend to tell a friend, tell another friend. And then I will have to say my low for this week. I did get my test results back. If y'all watched last week's episode, I talked about how my white blood count was higher than normal. And so my doctor wanted me to come in and do blood work again. So I did that, got my test results back and they still are elevated. So keep me in prayer as I go through all of these tests to figure out why my white blood cells are elevated. Let's just pray that it's some asthma medicine that's causing it because my doctor said that could be it. So I have to check in with my pulmonary doctor. But to be safe, she also wants to make sure I don't have a parasitic infection. So I have to do a stool sample. So y'all keep me in prayer this week as I try to get all of those tests done and out of the way. But I know in Jesus name, I am healed. But I just want y'all to keep me in prayer for peace, the peace of God, because y'all know when it comes to health, I get so anxious. So just pray for my peace, y'all. And I thank y'all in advance for your prayers. So that's all that I have for the high and low portion of the episode. Let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. So recently in the vlog, I shared my struggles with feeling like I wasn't living up to people's expectations and it really kept me from attending in-person church. It was a very vulnerable vlog. So if you haven't checked that out, I'll be sure to include it in the show notes below. But it was vulnerable because I was actively going through the struggle. I'm currently actively going through the struggle. But I always wanted my walk with Christ, the display of it. I always wanted to be that person that was transparent at all times. I've said before many times people talk about struggles once they've gotten out of it, but I know as a person who likes to see people going through it and knowing that even the person that you see on TV, they may be going through it, the YouTuber that you see, the podcaster that you see, the preacher that you see, they may be going through it, but they're just not sharing it. I always wanted to be that person that shared it, to show people how they can navigate through it, show people that however they're feeling right now, they're currently not alone. So I knew it was something that I had to do. I knew I had to share it. And I definitely encourage you to go watch that vlog to definitely get the in-depth of exactly how I was feeling at the moment. But as I got ready for church that Sunday, I could feel the anxiety like producing in my body. I could feel like the sweat and the chills going through me. 
But I just decided to push forward because I knew I wanted to get over this hurdle. And then when I approached the church doors, I could tell my anxiety was just getting higher and higher and higher. And then when I got to the front of that church door and the greeter said, it's good to see you, I immediately wanted to turn around and run back to my car. Because in my little old head, I was thinking, this lady is telling me that it's about time that I came to church because I hadn't been in a long time. And it's about time that you showed up to church. But I just pushed forward because I knew it was literally the trick of the enemy trying to get me to go back home. Now, I do want to point out there was nothing wrong with going to online church. I talked about that in the video, but I needed to go to in-person church to let the enemy know that he was not winning because the reasons that I haven't been going to in-person church, they weren't anything other than people's expectations of me and I needed to get past that. And so since that vlog, I have been consistently working towards getting rid of those thoughts that I don't fulfill people's expectations and y'all it's an ongoing journey okay but I did recently have a breakthrough so during a therapy session my therapist gave me some great advice she said I needed to work on just being concerned with what God thinks and expects of me than what other people think and expect of me and y'all that thing hit me like a ton of bricks it was a whole word because when I really sat and thought about what God expected of me versus what I felt like people expected of me, it led me to realize where those false expectations really came from. And I realized that I wasn't fully accepting the spiritual gift that God gave me. So for those of you out there who don't know what spiritual gifts are, they are a special ability given by God to every believer to equip God's people to do his work, build up the church and the body of Christ. If you have not found your spiritual gift, I will include a link to a spiritual gift test and also a YouTube video talking about spiritual gifts in the show notes below. I believe that those are very vital to you and will assist you in learning your spiritual gift. But there are many, many spiritual gifts out there and God gives everyone a spiritual gift. Every person within the body of believers has a spiritual gift. But... Unfortunately, there are some spiritual gifts that are more well-known than others. For example, everyone knows an apostle, an evangelist, a prophet, the worship leader, and of course, the most well-known spiritual gift of all, the preacher. Yes, the pastor. So the reason these spiritual gifts are so well-known is because they are at the forefront of the church and so many eyes are on those people. Whereas the lesser known spiritual gifts, a lot of those may be happen outside of the church or they happen behind the scenes of the church. So there aren't really many eyes on those gifts. Some of those examples include discernment, wisdom, craftsmanship, knowledge, and one of my spiritual gifts, exhortation. Now, just because these gifts aren't as well known as the other spiritual gifts that I mentioned doesn't mean they aren't as important as the other spiritual gifts that I mentioned. Now, to give proof to every single spiritual gift being essential to the body of Christ, I want to share Romans 12, 4 through 6, because it breaks down how important every single gift is important to the body of Christ. And Paul broke it down by comparing the different parts of the human body. So starting at verse 4, it reads, 
For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same functions, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Now, (laughs) realizing and sitting in that statement that I just said is easier said than done because I knew my spiritual gift was important and vital, which is why I get on this platform every single week and produce an episode for y'all. But when I would go to church, I felt like my gift wasn't enough. I was saying to myself, How can you say that you have a ministry, but you aren't at the forefront ministering at church? So in my mind, when I went to church, people were looking at me thinking what I put on myself. I was thinking people are saying, you aren't seen and you aren't heard here at the church. You're just sitting in that seat. You should be on that altar. You should be on the prayer team. You should be running around the church, you aren't really qualified to have a ministry. So you have no business to even be on that podcast. So how dare you walk up in this church? But after my therapist advised me to worry more about what God expected of me and not what I thought people expected of me, I realized that I had it all wrong. And I realized that I was saying something, but I wasn't really living that thing out. I was saying, yeah, yeah. My gift is important, but I wasn't acting the thing out when I got to church. My gift was absolutely diminished when I got around other people who I felt like their gifts were higher than mine. And that's not true. I was looking at ministry from the world's point of view and not God's point of view. And now I've come to the realization, if people expect me to be at the forefront of the church, then they need to take that up with God because that beef ain't got nothing to do with me. Because he told me not to get on the altar. He told me not to get on the worship team. He told me not to be running around the church because he made me the way I am. He told me to get up on this podcast platform and deliver an episode to y'all every single week. That's what he told me to do. So if you expect me to do something more, take that up with God. It's easy to say that now. But y'all, I wasn't living that thing out. I promise y'all. So if I'm finding favor in God's eyes, then why am I concerned about what others' expectations of me are? And mind you, the expectations that I felt like people had, they may not even be true. Like I said, people probably didn't even recognize me. People probably just was like, hey, that girl, a light-skinned girl with curly hair. Or they probably didn't even see me, you know, because people are focused on themselves and getting the word and praising God. And here I am thinking of expectations in the church. So once I realized that shortly after God placed on my heart the next few episodes of the podcast, he revealed to me that I hadn't fully accepted my gift and that I needed to accept my gift and know that ministry just doesn't happen at the church. Mm. I feel like that's for somebody else out there. God placed me exactly where he needed me to be at this moment. If he wanted me to minister inside the church, He would have called me to minister inside the church. But right now in this season of my life, he wants me on this podcasting platform. So for the next few episodes, I'll be highlighting spiritual gifts that are oftentimes overlooked 
and unrecognized. With these episodes, my prayer is that any individual out there who has those gifts that are not as well known as others, that they realize just how important their spiritual gift is, and they know how essential their spiritual gift is to the body of Christ. And also, I want to highlight during these next few episodes that God doesn't just favor and prefer well-known gifts over others. The world does that, not God. He sees all spiritual gifts on one accord, and he gave you the specific gift he gave you for a reason. So currently, I have notes for four different spiritual gifts, but I don't want to put a number on how many I'm going to go over because God may add more. God may take away some. But for this episode, I do want to get into the study of my personal spiritual gift because that's where it's all started, right? I want to get into the spiritual gift of exhortation. So let's get into it. So for those of you who don't know, exhortation is defined as divine strength or ability to encourage others through written or spoken word and biblical truth. I do want to point out, I'm a little country. So if y'all think I'm saying it wrong, I'm country, okay? But it is spelled for all of my listeners, E-X-H-O-R-T-A-T-I-O-N, exhortation. A couple years back when I first joined my church, we did a spiritual gift test, and that's how I realized that exhortation was my spiritual gift. Now, before I even joined my church, I had already started the process of creating the podcast. So when I saw that exhortation was one of my spiritual gifts, I was completely astonished because it fits so perfectly to what I was already doing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really my calling. I was right. I heard the Lord right. So looking at the definition of exhortation, comparing it to the podcast, what I do is I take biblical truth through the means of spoken word to encourage others in their walk with Christ. So I'm literally an exhorter. An article from gotquestions.org broke it down so simple. They said, people with the gift of teaching will say, this is the way you should go. Whereas people with the gift of exhortation will say, I will help you go that way. And I feel like that is me to the T. Like I'm always thinking of ways that I can help people develop a personal relationship with God or how I can get people in their Bibles more, how I can get people to understand the Bible, how I can get people to enjoy reading the Bible. I'm always thinking of ways to encourage people that they can do this thing God. You know, if you follow me on my personal Instagram page, you'll see that I do these Bible flip throughs when I finish reading a chapter of the Bible because I am going through a journey of reading the Bible in a year. And I remember one time under my Bible flip through, I got a comment that told me that I was just doing it so I could show off to people. And I wasn't really reading the Bible because I wanted to read it. I was reading it so I could show it to other people. And y'all, that thing hurt my little feelings because... When I first discovered Bible flip throughs, it was really encouraging to me. And I wanted to have people feel encouraged too. So I was like, okay, 
Bible flip throughs really encouraged me. So let me do it, you know, kind of like pay it for it type of thing. So that's what I mean by like, I'm consistently trying to think of ways that I can get people encouraged in this Christian life. I mean, my YouTube is literally sharing vlogs to encourage people that they can live this thing God intentionally. You know, Christian living isn't as bad as people make it seem and showing them that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. Come on, Philippians 4 and 13. I share my hard times. I share my struggles. I share my good times. Encouraging people that Christian life is real, but you can do it. You know, look at someone who's young or close in your age, living it out. And one thing I can say is God definitely equips you with the things that you need when he provides you with the spiritual gift. So Hebrews thirteen twenty one says, equip you with everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. And that is so true, y'all. He would definitely equip you with everything you need. And I have an example of how he equipped me for exhortation in the kingdom of Christ. So in college, I majored in health informatics and administration. So with that major, the goal was to work in hospital administration, right? So after college, I did, in fact, get a job in health informatics. But my role at that company was to teach people how to use our software. So what I had to do is I had to take a complex system, learn how to use it, and then teach people how to actually use that system. And at the time, I had no idea that that training would equip me to do the ministry that God wanted me to do. Because what I do on this podcast is I take the complex reading of the Bible and I learn what it means. And then I get on this podcast and teach y'all what the word means. Y'all, God is so good. God is so good. He is so sovereign, y'all, to prepare his people for what he knows he has ahead of them. And just a little fun fact, y'all, seeing the sovereignty in God is actually one of the strengths of people who are exhorters. So now that I've explained what exhortation is, let's actually explore exhortation in the Bible. So let's go ahead and move to the second portion of this episode where I'm giving y'all the biblical background, okay? So in the biblical background, I want to cover the story of Barnabas. Now, if you turn to Acts 4.36, you'll see that Barnabas is birth name is actually Joseph, but the apostles call him Barnabas, which actually translates to son of encouragement. I don't make people start calling me Barnabas. Then there's a nickname you can call me B. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm digressing. Now, the reason they called him this is because he was really serious with encouraging people to follow Christ. At one point, Barnabas sold all the land that he owned and he used the money that he got when he sold his land to donate it to the apostles so they could do what they needed to do to continue to, you know, move the kingdom forward. Now, Barnabas is so significant because he encouraged the people of Jerusalem to trust Paul. And if you don't know Paul, his name used to be Saul. And when his name was Saul, he beat people who believed in Christ. Yes, he beat them and he killed them. So when he was converted and people saw him like preaching the gospel, they were like, Is he trying to fool us? Is he really just trying to sneak and kill us? But Barnabas actually encouraged the people that he truly been changed. 
In Acts 9.27, it says, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So here he is encouraging other apostles that Paul is the real deal. Like, don't fret. This is true. And this move was very essential to Paul's ministry because after Barnabas relayed this to the people, Paul's ministry began to grow and the church got larger and larger over time. And then another instance I want to bring up of Barnabas being an amazing encourager happened many years later. So one of the men who had been traveling with Barnabas and Paul, his name was John Mark. In Acts 13 and 13, we see while they were traveling on the road, John Mark decides to desert Paul and Barnabas without warning. And he didn't tell them that he was about to go and he did not let them know anything. After Paul and Barnabas realized that, you know, John Mark took off, they went ahead traveling with their ministry. So a while later, John Mark actually decides that he wants to come back and travel with the two men. And Barnabas being the encourager that he is, he wanted to take John Mark back with open arms. Now, as a fellow encourager, y'all, I know how hard it is to hold people's faults against them. Like, we see the best in people. We know that people are going to fall because we are the person who's supposed to encourage them to get back up. So our minds are mapped to forgive and encourage. And this is just what Barnabas was trying to do. But Paul, he is not an exhorter. You know, Paul is a teacher and preacher of the word, and he wasn't here for Barnabas saying that John Mark could come back. He wasn't here for it. So in Acts 15, 38, we see that Paul thought it was not wise to take him back because he had deserted them. But because Barnabas is the encourager that he is, he couldn't just give up on John Mark. If John Mark was saying that he wanted to join them again and he wanted to travel and share the good word, then Barnabas was not going to leave him hanging. So Barnabas actually decides to separate from Paul and he travels with John Mark. And John Mark does you know, continue to preach the gospel. And this story right here is why exhortation is so vital to the body of Christ. So now that I've given y'all some biblical background on exhortation, I want to go ahead and explain why exhortation is so important to the body of Christ. So in this world that we are living in, it is so easy to fall. It really is, y'all especially in this day and age. Every believer at some point in their life will need an encouraging word from someone to help them get back on track. And pastors have such a huge job with shepherding over so many people that at times they won't be able to sit with you one-on-one and give you an encouraging word or sit one-on-one and have a Bible study with you or hold small group meetings. Pastors at times can't do that. But having someone in the body of Christ who's an exhorter, they can. They can do that. They have time to. And also, pastors need exhorters around as well. They need people telling them, yeah, pastor, you can do it. You can get on that altar. You can really pray for this person. You can do everything you need to do that 
entails being a pastor, you can do it. You got this. Pastors need that too because they're humans at the end of the day. Exhorters are essential because we're the people who see the glass half full, not half empty. Whenever we go into a situation, we're always seeing the good in the situation or what can come out of the situation. We are always going to point out the benefit of the situation, no matter how hard the situation is, because that's just how we look at life. We're going to tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to comfort you through it. We're going to let you know that you can make it through it. And we're going to say, hey, it's some light at the end of the tunnel. This is what can come out of it. Exhorters are going to be those people that will see you through your issue. And then if something else pops up, they'll see you through that issue. They're not going to give up on you. They're going to keep encouraging you. Exhorters, they shouldn't just be brushed off to the side because they are very essential to the body of Christ. Just think about it. Think about that person who encourages you in your life to keep moving, to keep doing the thing. Just think, where would you be in life without that person? You see how bad that would be for the body of Christ if exhortation wasn't a thing? God knew it was essential to give people the gift of exhortation because he knew that people would need to be encouraged. And just think how special you are that God gave you that gift. And I do want to point out as well, even if God didn't give you the spiritual gift of exhortation, I do think it's important to try to encourage people that you're around. I know it's not your spiritual gift, but it is something that you can work on to just provide people with encouragement. I think it's something that we all should do in life because people always need that little, "Mm, you got this, you know? So don't be afraid to encourage people. You know, you don't have to make it sound all fancy like us exhorters can. But you can say, girl, you got this. Girl, you look good. Girl, I see you reading that word. Bright people date a little bit. (laughs) Now, that's all that I have for exhortation. But before I go, I do want to challenge you to go ahead and take the spiritual gift test so you can know what your spiritual gift is. And then I also want you to answer these three questions for me. Okay? So first, I want to know what was your key takeaway from this week's episode? And then second, I want to know if you learned something new. And then third, adding a question this week, if you know your spiritual gift, let me know down below what your spiritual gift is. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment those answers down below in the comment section. And if you're watching on Spotify, please comment in the Q&A section. I thank y'all so much for communicating with me in the comment section. Y'all really be holding it down. I really appreciate it. The goal of this podcast is for us to be like a small group. So seeing your words is such a warmth to my heart. So it never goes unnoticed. Now, I never want to end an episode without providing someone the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John 3 and 3, it says, truly, I tell you, Unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. To become reborn is simply to believe in Jesus and accept him as your savior. So if you can't think of a time where you took time out and actually accepted Jesus, right now is the perfect opportunity to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the Union of Christ, and I am so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations! If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. I always leave my church's live stream link in the description box below where we go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. Now, the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn Workbook. That workbook is going to be very vital in your new walk with Christ. And I feel like it's also a great tool for any believers out there who do want to refresh their walk. I think it's a great tool for everyone. And then I also want to add a third essential, which is take the spiritual gift test and find out where you belong in the body of Christ. Finding out where you belong is going to be so essential and help you understand how God uses you more. Now, I also want to point out, like I said, God will equip you with what he needs you to have for that gift. So, for example, with the podcast, I always had a love for editing. I am a creative at nature. God put everything inside of me that I needed in order to do this podcast. So just think about what you currently do and the talents that you have and think about how you can apply those talents to your Christian walk. We want to do everything to edify God in this world. So with all that being said, I want to thank y'all so much for spending today with me. If you are in the live chat, thank y'all for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. And if you happen to be watching the replay on YouTube or watching the audio version of the podcast, I really appreciate y'all. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, comment down below, hashtag replay, so I can give you a special shout out. And for all of my audio listeners, remember to leave a review on the podcast page so I can know who you are. I want this to be a family and I can't see y'all like I can see people on YouTube and I don't want y'all to be forgotten because I really do appreciate y'all listening to me. And then for everybody... I want y'all to share this video with five of your friends. I think it's very essential for us to get the word out about spiritual gifts. And also, y'all, I'm on the road to 1K. Yay! I'm so excited, y'all. My best friend said that I'm going to get to it before June. And I said, I am claiming it. So, y'all, I already said this, but y'all definitely be in agreement with that, that I get to that 1K. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like the video because it does help spread the video out on YouTube. And if you do prefer to watch on podcasts, I do appreciate y'all, like I said. But do me a favor, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, but you can continue listening on the audio platform that you prefer. And remember, if you do have any prayer requests, be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will always be in agreement with you. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I want to thank y'all so much for spending time with me. I pray that this video found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next time. Bye.